one should never tell anyone anything or give information or pass on stories, but we'll get to that in a couple minutes. This is uh, Take Note. It's a podcast about paying attention and keeping a notebook. Ted, how you doing? It's, it's a podcast about telling people things and passing things along and sharing stories. Oh, well, then in that case, a little introduction in was case. inappropriate. Uh <laughs> We always start the show by talking about what we've written in our notebooks. Ted, what do you got? All right. Let's see here. Opening up my uh, field notes, Leap of Faith edition memo book, quote, Hasty Hughes with a flippant foil with a, with a pixely picture of Aaron Draplin and another guy doing a selfie. Good times. That's a great He's, edition. Uh, Is that, are they like green lines? That edition? These are orange lines, okay. and these these editions are always hard for me to write in. Um, they're graph paper, and they're usually pretty thick graph lines. So what it does do is force me to embrace my inner Adam Webb and not worry so much about neatness, think more about throwing down big words and taking up a lot of space and generally having a little more fun with things. So... It's not all bad, but I'm enjoying using this book. That edition, okay. that's the Leap of Faith, right? Leap of Faith, that's right. I use, I use my Leap of Faith as a dream journal, and I write with a green that pen because the cover is a green cover, I guess. Yeah. And I, I look at it while I'm sleeping, so I don't remember what color the lines are. So what do you got? Okay. It's a note. Last night, as he was taking a shower, Ewan, eight years old, insisted that I tell him exactly what it will be like when the universe collapses on itself. <laughs> I hemmed and I hawed. Uh, at one point, my life coach poked her head in and said, I think he's really got some real concern about this issue. So uh, I knuckled down. I tried snapping my fingers and saying it would be like that. We wouldn't even notice. Uh, that was more bleak than if I had said it'll be a huge fireball. Um, in any event, he was not satisfied with my response. He gave up, and we both returned to that normal, nervous uncertainty with our place in the universe. That's fantastic. He wants a show at least. Hoping he right? brushed every tooth, you know. It's from what happens when the universe collapses straight into make sure you brush every tooth. You better, because you don't want to be caught with a plaque on your teeth when the universe ends. When that, when the great finger snaps. Uh, what do you got, Adam? All right. Well, this week, uh, Javier Marias, the Spanish novelist, died, and I was real into this guy in uh, the aughts. I read a bunch of his books, and the last three books of his uh, that I read were the Your Face Tomorrow trilogy, which he had announced at one point were going to be his last books, but he published a few afterwards. Um, and so he has these long, kind of circuitous sentences that I love, and he often opens the books with them. Um, and it drove my wife crazy, so I liked to read them to her. And I'm going to read the first sentences from each of the three Your Face Tomorrow books, which are really, in a way, one book. Uh, the first was published in 2002. 
One should never tell anyone anything or give information or pass on stories or make people remember beings who have never existed or trodden the earth or traversed the world or who, having done so, are now almost safe in uncertain, one-eyed oblivion. That's book one, Fever and Spear. Book two, published two years later. See, I, I should have just read that to you and when he was asking about the end of the universe. That would have resolved everything. Absolutely. All right. The next one. Let us hope that no one ever asks for anything or even inquires, no advice or favor or loan, not even the loan of our attention. Let us hope that others do not ask us to listen to them, to their wretched problems and their painful predicaments, so like our own, to their incomprehensible doubts and their paltry stories, which are so often interchangeable and have all been written before. The range of stories that can be told is not that wide. Or to what used to be called their travails, who doesn't have them, or, if he doesn't, bring them upon himself. Unhappiness is an invention, I often repeat to myself, and these words hold true for misfortunes that come from inside not outside and always assuming they are not misfortunes which are objectively speaking unavoidable a catastrophe an accident a death a defeat a dismissal a plague a famine or the vicious persecution of some blameless person history is full of them as is our own, by which I mean these unfinished times of ours, there are even dismissals and defeats and deaths that are self-inflicted or deserved or, indeed, invented. That's one sentence from the beginning of uh, Your Face Tomorrow, Volume 2, which came out two years later in 2004. You can see at this point how it became torture for my wife. So I just, I don't think this guy would like podcasts very much. I'd love to know his thoughts on podcasts. I bet you're right. I bet he didn't like them. So... Uh, you wait five years for the third book, the third and final book in the trilogy to come out. By the way, you can't tell from these sentences, but the whole book is just one slow spy story uh, that has some action in it, but man, it's few and far between. Um, <laughs> so the book comes out in 2009, and in 2009, my uh, first son was born, and at three months or four months, uh, he needed to have heart surgery, which we learned about uh, when he was three days old. This is back in the New Century Picnic Days, our uh, podcast of the late aughts. Um, and book three arrives when my wife and I go home to like take a shower and get back to the hospital after his heart surgery. But he, he you know, he's turned out totally fine. He rarely even has to go to the cardiologist. It's not a, it's not a sad story. Uh, it was just scary at the time. Um, so the book arrives and I bring it back to the hospital. We're driving back to the hospital to get back to see him. And I ask my wife if she'll read the first sentence of book three to me. And here is the first sentence of book three. While it isn't ever something we would wish for, we would all nonetheless always prefer it to be the person beside us who dies, whether on a mission or in battle, in an air squadron or under bombardment, or in the trenches, when there were trenches, in a mugging or a raid, on a shop, or when a group of tourists is kidnapped, in an earthquake, an explosion, a terrorist attack, in a fire. It doesn't matter, even if it's our colleague, brother, father, or even our child, however young. So that was a well-timed uh, huh. first sentence in November of 2009 to read. And your wife uh -huh. hit you in the side of the head with the hardcover yeah yeah that's a good one but uh i love that writer and i'll always remember that horrible moment of folly that i committed 
<laughs> what do you got? He couldn't have just. Uh, he couldn't have just read a Garfield cartoon or something on the drive. Yeah, well, you know, Garfield, he's a little tacky. Um, you know, no, I mean, the worst part about it was that those long sentences kind of drove her crazy. So I was asking her to read it to me, and uh, as torture, it, like, I already knew it was torture. I didn't know what that sentence was going to be about. Couldn't have ever imagined that it would end with the death of a child, however young, um, while my son was recovering from heart surgery. <laughs> what do you got? Okay. Major innovation. By putting my uh, work scan card into the front pocket of my new fanny pack, I can uh, I can use it on the waist high scanner at the office without taking it out again. <laughs> Risk colon the appearance of inappropriate hip thrusting towards the wall while attempting to scan device the good news uh that's the end of the note i did get a new fanny pack i was i'd like to thank my mother for that birthday gift she she gave it to me and left town and i opened it before my birthday because uh i needed a fanny pack that badly that that i would uh commit such a sin the scanner uh does want to talk to you about the th hip thrusting also the scanner would prefer you to start referring to it as a sling instead of a fanny pack <laughs> waist sling yep w waist pack i think is how the the outdoorsy types like to uh like to couch it i did get a, a patagonia waist pack and uh just a quick shout out i love patagonia they're the uh the founder and owner just gave over his company to uh some entity that will cause all the profits to go to uh to fight uh, the climate crisis, which I just like, I just love that company. I want to buy and wear only Patagonia uh, waste packs for the rest of my days. I really yes. like Patagonia too. My life coach often finds me Patagonia clothes at the thrift store, uh, yeah. which I love. And also added bonus, not giving a penny to that trust of environmental groups that might save the world. <laughs> uh, they, they, that company at one point said, stop buying our stuff new, buy, buy used secondhand. And I was like, I'm way ahead of you on that one, guys. But yeah. I appreciate the, appreciate the boost. Well, I was cruising the aisles of Walgreens the other day on some errand or another. And I, uh, as I want to do, I wandered through the, the pen section um, usually you wander through a pen section of a grocery store or a pharmacy and it's just, you're just like, why am I doing this? This is just sad. But on this particular trip, I saw something I'd never seen before. A zebra V-301 fountain pen. And a zebra fountain pen? A zebra fountain pen. Uh, yeah, totally caught my eye. It was like a thing, a thing in the the Walgreens uh, pen shelf, pen section that I'd never seen before, and so th that's why I go there. And so I had to purchase it for five bucks or whatever. Um, uh, my interest was just absolutely piqued. Now I did a little bit of research. It's been around for a while, um, 
I, that to me does not explain why, why I've never laid eyes on it before. Um, in the in the like, countless other zebra pens that I've scanned with my eyeballs over time. Uh, so I, I grabbed it, um, took it home. Thought I'd thought I'd talk about it for a minute here because I suspect other people encounter this thing. Um, you know, first impressions. It has uh, like every zebra f dash pen all these these kind of metal cased pens it looks it looks cool it looks rugged and uh distinct it lo very much looks like it belongs in this zebra family of of uh of metal cased pens uh, the cap is is decent um and the grip is kind of also similar to the like f30 whatever's and the f7 or whatever's um, that are ubiquitous, I think, in like the everyday carry world and just in life. Now, my experience with all of those pens, the ballpoint pens um, that are in the same category, is they all stink. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate them. They're always terrible. They always look cool, and they have a nice click to them, very clicky. But they always write badly, and I end up hating them. But these are not uh, the zebra well, they, gel pens, right? Just the zebra. Yeah, that's a different. Okay. That's a different category. I mean, this is kind of the these F three hundred ones and F four hundred ones, the the kind of classic metal clad line. Um, now this fountain pen um, that looks similar is in the same class also stinks. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, Stay far, far away from this little piece. Okay, so I won't click pens. add to cart on Instacart because no. I could get it delivered by 11.05 p.m. today, it says. Do not. Okay. Do not do that. Uh, it, uh, so the, the cartridge that it comes with is nearly impossible to jam onto the uh, nib section really hard. Just you'd think it like, you know, when you screw the pen together, it's supposed to kind of clamp it down sometimes. Didn't work, so put the section in, try and write for five minutes. Doesn't work, so open it back up again. Eventually, you know, more or less start hammering the cartridge in. Finally, it clicks into place. Then it took another five minutes to get this thing going. I mean, it looks cool. Like, uh, the, the, the nib is, like, hooded. It's got a little piece of plastic that kind of goes out over most of it, and then it's a very narrow um, nib. So, like, it still looks kind of neat. And, uh, you know, eventually you can get it writing. But um, okay, exactly like every other zebra pen in this category, like the ballpoints, it works. It looks just good enough to keep you wanting it to work well. It works well for a little bit and then just always fails, leaving you disappointed. It's just, it is the fountain pen version of those ballpoint pens. Like, it's almost kind of eerie. Um, but it's not worth the five bucks that I spent on it because, you know, you get a Pilot Metropolitan for ten bucks or whatever. And you get an actual functioning, nice fountain pen and this is just a waste of materials. I mean, I, the, the idea that they, they even went for it is fascinating because it's a reusable fountain pen, which is just seems really far from like a disposable 
I guess they're reusable, even the ball points. But anyway, it was kind of it was kind of fun to try it out. Well, we um, we went on a real trip there because I thought at first I thought I was this was going to be a endorsement, and uh, you really talked it up there for a bit. But uh, I, we should all stay away. Yeah, yeah, it stinks. It's terrible. <laughs> Don't bother. So you get excited when you see it there because when do you even see a fountain pen on well i was gonna say on the wall i I don't know if there's something wrong with me but um i don't i was in a walgreens for an hour the other day because i arrived for my booster shot and they forgot the paperwork and then 45 minutes later when i asked what's up they said hey uh what's your name um but (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even think to go uh to the the fountain pen to the fountain pen section to the pen section it's probably trying to write your name down with one of these zebra <laughs> fountain pens they got halfway through your name the thing died they tossed it in the trash got distracted and never went back to finish your name again mostly i've just mostly that i've been thinking about who's the weirdo me for never going to the pen section in the walgreens or you for always going to the grocery store at the you know uh, you're you're well, very open to this uh like inevitable disappointment from the stationary in a in a non-stationary store i think i've said it before i've told I've, I've mentioned this before but i in target every time i go i go by the pen area and w- at one point saw that they were they had uniball jet streams stocked right there i'd never seen that before in my life i bought two at a time every time i went <laughs> at some point they were buy one get one free so every time I would go, I'd grab them, and then they were gone. So that didn't help. That didn't help. Let me I, put it that way. I just I have a feeling that, like, when you walk into your Target, there's mm-hmm. like a alarm in the back that goes off, and the, the new employees have to rush out some, you know, better than average pen. To the, the to the stationary it's section that doesn't situation. have it. Well, no, it's like a it's ex it's the excellent service there. Like they get rid of <laughs> they get rid of like something in pink, something for a like maybe a, like a third grade girl or something, and they're like, let's just clear this stuff yeah. sells, but for the next hour, we got a yep. Uniball jet stream because we are gonna make Ted's day. That's what it felt like. Speaking that of making your day. Impression. Draplin's got some new notebooks that you're not going to buy that I don't know that you really care about. Um, <laughs> but I want to hear you talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got these, uh, what are they called? Uh, green Mind Green Field Notes. They're uh, um, they're just very green. They're numbered out of a thousand. And you can, you can buy one, you can buy three, or I think you can buy one personalized. Oh, they're sold out now. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't buy did any you, of them. Did you? I didn't. Did you get I one? resisted um, because this is what yeah. I liked them a lot. The color, that is my type of green. They looked great. And at the same time, uh, in the next week, I think I've got the fall edition. And, and I showed a picture of these. Uh, to what degree do we even keep talking about what they look like since they can't be bought? But uh, they got the <laughs> green, um, green, I think they've got green graph paper that actually isn't a picture of the graph paper um what does it say 
graph paper, peachy ink. That sounds great, actually. Um, I showed them to my wife. I was like, look, these, these are pretty nice, aren't they? And she's like, yeah, I bet you like those. But she's like, you get those automatically, right? Because, you know, because you're a subscriber. And I was like, uh, no, this is like a special, Have special a edition. This is going to take yeah. a while for me to explain this setup. Yeah, here. no, I'm getting screwed on this deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just, I mean, there's there's new notebooks coming that I'm looking forward to, I guess. So I didn't buy them. This was a classic Draplin, like needling, needling the uh, the FOMO mega fans who want to who want to jump in on something. Which I hey, I've been one of those in the past when he cut up all those posters and turned them into uh, notebooks. I was all about that, and yeah. hey, I'm sitting here writing on one of these I mean, one of these leaps of faith. I took the leap of faith. I know I'm supposed to got me wrapped around his finger. <laughs> yeah, I mean I like those leap of faiths and I like the other one I like the um the what are they they're not dead stock, dead print editions with the covers. I like those. I, I, I know I'm I think a lot of times I'm the cynical one, but I mean I just I really like the way these look and these look kind of the way like the original colors looked where they were a little simpler. The back when they called the quarterly edition the colors editions. And so I I mean, I don't really think there's any, like, needling for FOMO actually going on here. I think he just wanted to make some simple green notebooks. And I imagine oh, no, he's he just a guy that at, can't uh, stop making little things. He had me at, uh, I'm only making a thousand of these, so race on over. Yeah. Yeah. That felt like a little elbow to the ribs. Well, Did you buy so, some? So you and I have started working on... Uh, what we're calling an almanac or a commonplace book, or we, we haven't come up with a good phrase for it, but it'll be uh, for our Patreon supporters, which if you are one of those, thank you very much. We deeply appreciate it. If you would like to be on the list for one of these uh, sort of zine-esque books that we're putting together, head over to patreon.com slash take note. Anyway, point being, Adam came up with this great idea for... Uh, uh, to, to gather some of our favorite notes over the last calendar year or so. And as we talk about enjoying one particular version of field notes in a certain way, I'm digging through all of my field notes um, from the past year, and then I inevitably see notebooks from the past five, ten years. And by God, if this is not just an absolute delight to... To pull one out and see that it's one of these Wilco yellow notebooks with the little bumblebee honeycomb design. And it's just, it makes me very happy to see this absolute rainbow of crazy notebooks in this box. Which I think, in a way, is very affirming of this activity um, to see it all together like that. You know, we get excited about the the buying the front end but there is real depth and richness to seeing all these things together and seeing and i think this is true for used notebooks i i I don't get this excited about unused books yeah i i I mean I, i agree i like when they've when they've got a little wear on them and just the process i actually thought that the process might be a little tedious for going through the old notebooks and finding um you know, the gems, I don't want to even call them the gems, but like finding the <laughs> stuff that we might put into the zine. But, um, you know, it's surprising how even something from a few months ago, when you're 
when you find it in the notebook can both feel at the same time like yesterday and like years ago um yep. which is just delightful um and it's you know i guess it that's kind of like what this all of this is about right the podcast and uh copying the notes down independent of the podcast it's kind of about that that kind of feeling that you can capture in doing it um but yeah it's 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 been a lot of fun and it was uh not not daunting whatsoever it was just kind of a joy to do i mean you're kind of your own audience in that in that way like you don't it's hard to even recognize who wrote that note right yeah you know who was that person me but also sort of someone else at the same time well and some of them for me um some of them are impenetrable not because i can't read my handwriting which i often can't but because i don't know i mean i can tell what the words are but i'm not clear what they mean where they're from what the context was but you know that that puzzle is fun too i mean that those obviously won't go in the almanac commonplace book what have you we might call it a what have you i think um yeah, but the stuff in there is the stuff in there is fun, and it's like just a little bit different from what you got. Some of it can just be like a, two words or something, and um, but I think it'll be entertaining, and I hope it all comes together in a satisfying way. But I, I think it will. I've got I'm high hopes excited. for it. Yeah, I'm getting excited about it. Fun project to work on a focal point for our creative energy. I think. Well, Adam, let's do this again next week shall we let us hope no. that no one ever asks us no. for anything or even inquires no, <laughs> no advice God, or no. favor or loan not even the loan <laughs> of our attention let us hope that others do not ask us to listen to them oh. <laughs> r.i.p uh you can find us on the internet at take note.space we're on twitter at take note pod i did start an individual twitter account just to alleviate me of some of the existential dread of tweeting under a shared twitter account i don't recommend that to anybody i recommend it to everyone and let me just tell everyone how this will end shared a twitter account with somebody this will end with ted canceling his his personal (laughs) twitter account and coming back into the fold and i maybe it seems uh you know bold of me to say that but this has all happened before, ladies and gentlemen. I've seen it before. <laughs> I've watched this movie. Uh, as we get closer to the election, you you brought it up, Ted. As we get closer to the election, yeah. you will find yourself yeah. arguing about politics with people yes. because you yeah. are less accountable because you do not yes. hold the Twitter account with me. It's already started. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's already begun. There was so yeah. So <laughs> I know I know you're frustrated by the teasing that yes. I've been giving you, but um, yes. <laughs> you know. You're saying you know better than me. I don't. I've just I've seen this show before. (laughs) Well, we'll just have to watch the self-loathing meter, and uh, and track track along with it. Um, If you do want to support the show, Patreon.com/slash/Take Note. We appreciate every dollar. Um, And uh, in the meantime, uh, take care.